Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm the very sick Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is the rather well Ben Slinger. I'm well, just well. Can you hear it in my voice, Ben? Like it's feeling. There's a little fuck. There's a little bit of a rumble going on. I'm noticing. Let's see if I can get it back to normal. No, it's getting deeper. <laughs> it's getting deeper. All right, Trev, what are we doing today? We're going to put the click picture to bed just for the moment until you decide to go and fix up that picture clicker from Reddit or some yeah, other place. Yeah, look, we, we've been doing a lot of click picture. We've been getting a lot of repeats as we attempt to sort of bring up a random image from the list that I put together last time. Uh, I have had it in mind to put together some sort of tool that pulls a random one from the Reddit. Uh, so there's like a weird stock photos subreddit. Uh, but I don't fucking have time for that, so <laughs> we're just going to do our standard click pitch. Uh, well, our standard ramped up click pitch, because that's what I feel like doing. Sure, sure. I like extra words. So, ramped up click pitch is a game where we each have a phrase in front of us, generally an adjective and a noun, and we are going to say three, two, one, click. We're going to get a new set of words and we are going to jam those phrases together into a jam sandwich, a game jam sandwich, Mm -hmm. a game sammy. And uh, then we'll throw it away and do it again as many times as we feel like we want to do tonight. So, Trev, shall we? Until about an hour and 10 minutes happens on the the good old clock. Here we go. Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Worsened bravery. Detailed clock. A detailed clock. That's yes. Is that a clock, like, with just a lot of sort of sub-seconds? It's got zero to 60 seconds. So, the zero is kind of bigger than the six that's beside it. Um, but basically, it's got, you know, uh, 20, uh, 1 through 12, okay. and then- um, 13 through 24, as well as, like, all the seconds, all the minutes. So, no matter where you, which hand you're looking at, you can sort of go, okay, it's 60 seconds, it's, you know. Oh, you're saying it's got more hands? Yes. Oh, so you've got the hour hand, the minute hand, the second yep. hand, yep. the millisecond hand. Yes, and also the 24-hour clock hand. Oh, I see. Wait, so so it's still got 12 around. Yes, but it's- but it's also got twenty four around, <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell what what, what time it is in twenty four hour time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, whatever it is, it's a it's a clock with lots of hands. We don't have to go with this. No, I'm just I'm just joshing. <laughs> <laughs> are we clicking again then, or are we? No, we keep the detail right. clock. It's just well, then don't wreck it. It's fine. Um, okay, so we have a- It just just doesn't have to be detailed in that way. I mean, it can be literally, you're a watchmaker or you're a watch repairer and that's that's your job in this game. You repair watches. All right. I like that better because that gives us some some narrative hooks. So, um, Trevor's definitely going to cut out all the previous junk and then I'm going to steal his idea and say, what if you're like a watchmaker and the idea is that- you're like trying to, the detail is in the mecha- mechanisms of this watch. Now you've just looked like an asshole because I didn't cut all that out, and everyone knows that you're a dirty stealing liar. Well, I'll live with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> is this is this some sort of magical special watch? Is it something to do with this bravery? Like, is it setting someone on a quest? Is, is there a coward who gets this watch? You know, it's a magical watch, but it's lost a couple of the cogs along the way. 
So it doesn't hold time very well. And therefore, like, the more magical cog that you put into it, the more power it has and the further back in time that you can go. Is, okay. Is this one of these- Is this sort of like a like an urban fantasy story in a way where you've got this busted watch? Like, maybe you find the watch of your grandmother or something, right? It was some special watch that she had. But it's broken. Mm-hmm. So, you take it to a watchmaker and it's the mm-hmm. typical, like, they're the sort of- magical old creepy old mystical person uh mm-hmm. setting you on this task by yeah they put this magical cog in there which lets you like speed up time <laughs> that's right you can never go backwards in time but you can always speed up time yeah it's just for like skipping commercials and stuff yeah it's kind of like the click movie but if you, you if you use use fast forward too often like um it'll remember like TiVo so that you know, it'll automatically always ooh, skip over ooh, that. Ooh. No, no, no. Okay, here's what it is. Ooh, okay. This is kind of fun. I think you can go forward and backwards because I'm trying to- We need to make this into a game, right? Yeah, This yeah. is VR because, of course- no, Of course. <laughs> you can- You hold the pocket watch in one hand and then- And the it becomes other- anthropomorphic. No, and well, maybe. <laughs> Although then that makes this next bit a little bit creepy because I'm saying you grab the dial and you can like- If you turn it forward, then like- t- Time around you, like you're standing still, but time around you moves forward. If you turn it backwards, like time moves backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And so it's it's like somewhat of a 3D VR puzzle game of okay, sort of setting. You know, maybe you've got a scene in front of you, and to get you know some something to happen in the world, you're like okay, scrub through. But you, it's sort of like a way to scrub through the scene and make the things happen to get people or to get objects or to get things in the right place. And then- oh, see, I, I wasn't thinking that you were you were scrubbing forward in such small increments. I thought you were going forward in time so far that it was like all the humans have died out and there's now just broken <laughs> down buildings and shit. And then you go backwards in time so far that it's like right when the buildings are first being built. That basically you can't get back to your normal time. You're you're sort of switching between these two these two places, and you're trying to fix fix the watch to actually you know now be able to. Do what you want. Well, look, that could be a factor of it too, but I was thinking more from the moment-to-moment gameplay perspective of the literal- The mechanic that you use to solve puzzles in this game is to sort of scrub through time by turning this dial back and forth. Um, and maybe you've just got a oh, certain yeah. time in each direction that you can go. I just think it'd be- It'd be real. It'd be difficult if, like, literally the whole environment changes around you. Unless it's, uh, like- Unless it's unless it's more akin to like a parallel dimension that you end up in, or like it's like, I mean, and there are some of those games where it's like go into the future, and it's like, oh, now the rock that was in front of you has been worn away by the river, so you can walk through and then go back, you know, thousands of years. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe we could have a factor of both. Maybe like you're so lazy that you can't be can't be asked moving the rock that you move time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this you, is maybe the, with- maybe the time scales that you are manipulating change throughout the game. So as you get more of these magical cogs, it you, becomes it becomes more lo- minute. <laughs> well, one way, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe it becomes more detailed. Yeah. So initially, yeah, it's like, oh shit, I turned it, and it's three thousand years later. Uh, and what's this giant mutated mutated ant bearing down on me? Yeah. Um, but to solve the puzzle, you managed to, like, get some of that ant's acid spit, then take it back with you and burn through the lock that was stopping you in the present day. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then it becomes a Metroidvania in VR. 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, later puzzles being a bit more direct where it is like, okay, this guard, you know, let's just move forward to when he's off shift or whatever. <laughs> let's go back in time and kill his parents. <laughs> yeah, look, multiple paths through the game. <laughs> You can solve the whole game by going back. Every time you meet someone, you just go back and kill them, kill them as a baby. But you get the bad ending. <laughs> Where someone goes back and kills you as a baby. That's the bad ending. That's the bad and ending. It, sort of, it, it adds in a paradox sort of thing in the fact that if you died, therefore you weren't there to kill that person. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and then you feel your mind split between a million timelines. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I love that. Three, two, I love click. that a lot. Kindly fun. Penetrating pluck. Okay. Yep. Let's not take penetrating- Well, I mean, let's not go dirty with it, which is right on the tip of our tongues there. I know. No, I was thinking penetrating with a knife. Yeah, well, that's kind of where I'm going. This- I think this is the dark story of Pluck-a-Duck. This is like what happened after Hey Hey Saturday was cancelled. No, this is this is actually the the inciting incident. Oh, that, this is that the origin. Plucker. Yeah. Oh, this is why this, I, is- this is why they call him Plucker. Because really, if you think of a guy named Plucker, like his pr- that sounds like a criminal nickname. Yeah. Because if you like plucking a duck is that's like torture. Yeah. I'm picturing this that that Plucker is n- known as that because like his go to was to slowly. There's pluck a reason all the why you never ducks. found out. Who is inside the inside the um inside the costume? Because a that guy is horrifically deformed from some sort of accident that mm-hmm. occurred with a duck when he plucked it. Um, and b like they you didn't want to know that this guy used to hang around with Chopper, with Chopper and Plucker, Chopper and Plucker. I feel like we're like I don't know. I, I guess it depends on who our audience is. So for those who don't know, Plucker Duck. Was a character on an old variety TV show back when we were kids called Hey Hate Saturday. And they'd bring him out and it was just like a guy in a duck suit. And they do- Wouldn't talk. He didn't talk, but he sort of- Did he like make lewd motions? Like he was pretty just dirty, Sometimes, wasn't he? yeah. I feel like he was like Sometimes. really out there. Uh, yeah. Totally And I always pictured the guy inside the suit just- like having this shit eating grin on his face, like yeah. just going, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a creepy sort of thing. Uh, and then they just do a, a like. Now imagining him with a knife behind his back and just going, yeah, fuck you, Daryl. <laughs> That's where fucking Ozzy Ostrich went. <laughs> Parker took him out, took that fucking striped neck and slit it. All right, so uh, is this the origin then or is this the aftermath? Um, I think this is the origin. Okay. Um, so, let's make it kindly and fun. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, it, it's all, you know, rainbows and shit. And then, like, you you occasionally get, like, a um, a flipped sort of view into into the cha- chaos and carnage. Um, all right. Are we taking this in the direction of he is a man in a suit? Or is this, like, an anthropomorphic dark- Sort of situation. It's a man in a suit, okay. but um, you know, it's all kindly and happy and kind of fun. And then you kind of twist it on its head when you Ooh, show. That- was he like? Was he? Oh, you're saying it's sort of a 
psychological thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. It, it's it's kind of like um, when you think about Pony Island, how f- sweet and happy it, it seems. You know, during the during the second part of the game, where it's all all bright colours and all this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's still all fucked up devil shit that's really going on. But it's um, it's like oh, the butterflies. All right, so this is kind of a trippy psychedelic psychedelic sort of styled. So what mm-hmm. what is Plucker doing then? Like, is this like a Hotline Miami kind of vibe to it almost? Yeah, or? but I think he's he's going up and petting ducks and petting you know sort of <laughs> you know he gets he gets points and all this sort of stuff. Okay. And then when you finish, <laughs> when we, when you finish, you see like it pans across the aftermath to all these slit to throats on the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do kind of like the idea of just like quick run into this room and throw bread at these ducks. <laughs> and really, the bread was shurikens. <laughs> yeah, or it was like a shotgun round or something. <laughs> it's like hit that, hit that guy, hit that uh, puppy from you know thirty meters with this ultra accurate rainbow. And he's just like a sniper rifle. You're you're at a carnival now, and and look, we're we're playing shoot the ducks. We're in the duck gallery. Yeah, we're in the duck gallery. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Just slip in some real sounds in there. (laughs) That's all kindly and fun, isn't it? (laughs) And and then at the end, you you get you get that. Um, that whole moral combat, you know, X-ray vision of of like the bullet penetrating <laughs> into the puppy, <laughs> the rainbow penetrating. I like yes. actually keeping it as the things, but yeah, doing it in the super slow mo X-ray. <laughs> this, like bread impacts this dark, or the rainbow just like pierces <laughs> the skull of a puppy. Uh, that's gross. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I mean it ends with Plucker being hired by. By Daryl Summers, mm-hmm. yeah, and just like turning over a new leaf. While it- by that, he was turning over like a new autumn leaf, sort of. <laughs> no, it's it's like- uh, it's pot. He's just into drugs now. Okay. He's just he- into drugs, but it's mellowed him out, so he's just selling drugs to the crew of Hey Hey. Okay, three to one click because yeah. that one went off the rails really quickly. <laughs> Hired shedding. Revealed vintage. Oh. With the word shedding and revealed mm. and vintage, I'm seeing this as, as almost like an old car and you're and you're oh. scraping off all the light all the like lead based paint <laughs> off of this. <laughs> I was thinking of some sort of like taxidermied animal and that's why that's it's shedding. <laughs> shedding with the help of the knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just like shedding the fur, like it's not actually shedding in that that's a biological function, but like the fur is coming off of this taxidermied animal, but maybe you like find something hidden inside it. Like it's this vintage, it's like a friggin' Tasmanian tiger or something, right? Like it's something that's extinct now or a dodo. I do like the, I do like the idea of it being a Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. Like you're hired to clean this rich person's attic out, right? They're, yep. they're minimizing. They're in the new, like, they're in the minimal trend of, like, everything's got to go and Marie Kondo and the attic's not bringing me joy. Mm-hmm. And so, you're up there and you're like, garbage, garbage, garbage. 
You're like, what the fuck? Wait, is this a Tasmanian tiger? And it's just like, hey, Jono, come over here. Tell me what you think this is. It's a fucking Tasmanian tiger, ain't it? That's what I thought. Aren't they extinct? Where did this come from? Fuck yeah. Um, Tasmania? Good point. And so, you, like, you pick it up and, like, the hair's coming off it or whatever, and then you're like, wait, there's, like, a slit in the side of this. Like, the skin is coming off. And I think there's some paper. The skin of the thylacine. The thylacine skin. The thylacine skin is skinning and shedding. And this, this, look, I think there's some paper in here. What is this? It says, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? How dare you cut into this thylacine? How dare you cut into the thigh of this thylacine skin? What have you seen in the thigh of the thylacine? (laughs) It's a note. Yeah. What does it say? It's a map. <laughs> I think it's a map. To to the to the colony of the thylacine. Yeah. And so, uh, have these- Are these two just like tradies gonna <laughs> go on an adventure together? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, they, 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 put, they put some weapons together. Yeah. From their toolbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm thinking nail gun. Um, mm-hmm. And the other one has like pneumatic. It doesn't have to have like electricity powered. Yeah, yeah. It's just like- uh, compressed air. Yeah. So, so basically, you're looking for compressed air cartridges to, you know, your whole backpack's full of them. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You're not going to find many on the way unless you run into like the roving band of other tradies also searching for the thylacine <laughs> colony in deep dark Tasmania. It turns out it's like, um, it's like that movie Rat Race where like there's a whole heap of different teams all found out about this um, thylacine at the same time. It turns out that these rich people, they just- They wanted to- <laughs> They wanted you to find it? Yeah. You're like the sixth team who they've sent up there and they just, like, put that map- Oh, no, no. I'm thinking that this is a whole heap of different rich rich people families. Oh. Like, they've all got thylacines because they've yeah. been breeding them in captivity for years. Like, this is this is literally- um, This is thylacine they conspiracy. What- what is, what is the best way to actually, um, you know, have the sport that we love the best, which is human hunting? Yeah. Well, yeah, like p- pitting humans against each other. Yeah. And then killing for sport. Killing thylacines for sport? Or killing no, the humans, humans for the, sport? The, the, one, the ones who survive are, are the, you know, survival of the fittest sort of thing. And then they get taken to an island. <laughs> That's the sequel. Yes. It's called Tasmania. It's called- <laughs> <laughs> They're already on an island if they're going hunting for this colony, or is it a colony outside of- No, don't forget that, um, you know, it turns out that uh, Tasmanian tigers, the reason why why this particular thing, you know, keeps on being called a thylacine is because Tasmanian tiger isn't exactly- It's a misnomer. Right. It's a misnomer. Like, they also happen to have some some little things on, um, on Victoria, and it's actually Wilson's prom that you go to. Okay. And you, meet, now, and you meet Wilson. Yes. And ask him about the Wilson. Prom. Yes. Now, Wilson Wilson's- is a netball. Oh, I was going to say, Wilson is behind a fence. <laughs> and you only ever see his <laughs> eyes and upwards. You only ever see the top of the netball. <laughs> you only ever see the top of the netball. <laughs> Hi-ho, neighbour. Welcome to Wilson's prom. He's got that red, red face. <laughs> Straw sticking at the top. No, we did Hey Eight Saturday last time. That's what had red faces. That was the last okay. game. This is going off the rails again. <laughs> What's the game? It's a first-person shooter. Oh, yeah. This has to be a game. Right. It, it's it's a co-op. 
first person shooter. One person has a chainsaw. One person has a um nail has gun. a nail gun that has like limited um cartridges. Mm. And I kind of like the idea of a of a co op like co op competitive, as in teams of two. Like you yep. said, where, yeah, one person is the gunner, effectively, and one person is- Has to clear the way. Yeah, like, clearing the way, and then obviously they have, like, a powerful melee, but- uh, but Powerful melee in the in the fact that um, it's it's really, really powerful if you bring chainsaw to face. Exactly, yeah, it's very powerful <laughs> melee. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you, um, it's sort of a one-shot kill if you get- if you get the- um, if you get the chainsaw to that person's face, like they're not going to yeah, survive definitely. very long. No, I don't like, think there's so. no there's no healing that can get you out of that. Um, I mean, only, this is only the blood of the thylacine, as we all know, has healing properties. Yeah, and that's why we're we're there. It's but it's effectively the uh, the fountain of youth. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and we all know that. Believe me, when when chainsaw hits thylacine throat, there's the fountain of youth. Three to one click. <laughs> Did you not like my? No, I just thought it was Phantom good to end on. Joke. That was it. We hit the point. I gagged. Damn it! <laughs> All right. Ooh. Okay. Seeking deletion. Atheist play. <laughs> okay. Atheist play. I went to like atheist putting on a putting on a show. We're putting on a show. It's about how God yeah. doesn't exist. And, and I, I sort of had this as, um, in my mind, I saw like agents from the Vatican, um, like coming to try and delete, delete the play. All the copies of this play. Yep. <laughs> and you're playing the agents from the Vatican. Okay. So you're this like ultra conservative religious hit squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not, you not play, a, you not play the squad, newest you're like tech, member. You're like a tech squad. You play the newest member of this tech, tech. Hit squad or whatever. Oh, you know what it is. All what? the like bishops. Is it the bishops who are the like or the deacons or something? The archbishops, whatever. Whoever's high up in the Vatican, they're all old. They don't yeah. know technology. No. But this, they've realised that they need a tech team. Mm-hmm. But due to like the ancient laws of Catholicism, uh, the only people allowed on the ultra secret like hits hit squad. The Black Ops mm-hmm. team have to be, you know, ultra high level in the organization. And so they've recruited you as like the 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 tech support guy from your church <laughs> to rise just, the ranks. Oh, oh, you know what? This is kind of, I've been playing a lot of Binding of Isaac, as you sort of know. Mm-hmm. I like this as being a roguelike that you start in a random church. Okay. In in Bumfuck, Idaho or wherever. And when you leave the church, like you've now got to find now where this atheist like play is, is being played in this town. And so each time that you play, you're yep. playing a new a yep. new character, you've gotta you've gotta work your way into into the um where this atheist play is going on. You've basically gotta, you know, wipe wipe all the scripts off, off their hard drives and get out without being noticed. And basically, every single run is is a new town that you're that you're in. Is this you're a new tech guy? Yeah, every yeah, single yeah. Time. yeah. No, I like I love that. It. So, is this sort of a almost like a stealth kind of like? Is there like an XCOMI vibe or like a Commandos vibe to it, where it's sort of a 
I'm almost, I'm picturing sort of a top down situation where you're making your way through the town. It's like, okay, get into this town, like hack through their, you have to hack through their alarm system, avoid, you know, the, the people, um, get onto their computer. You find like an email that's an invite to the atheist play. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, and that gives you a clue of like, okay, well, it's on, we know it's on at like four o'clock. So that's my deadline. Like you maybe find out different aspects of it, uh, mm-hmm. different times. And, and, and eventually you have to basically, you have to find either like the, if you find the author of it, then it's like, okay, I need to find this person's house in this town, in this procedurally generated town. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So then. You've always got the same goal, but the methods that you take each time are different. And then obviously in the roguelike fashion, we like unlock new tools and new ways to hack or attack or take people out yeah. as you go. Like so- some of the earlier ones are melee weapons and that sort of stuff. And then you've got um, like scramblers and stuff like that, that you can scramble all the all the um, electronics. You've got an EMP that you can drop. You've got- you know, different different sort of ways of, of doing things. Including, um, like, the secret religious prayer techniques of the ultra bishops. That's what they call- That's the top- That's the secret top level. Yeah, secret so top level. Well, I mean- Upgraded to- I mean, the, the, the Pope doesn't even know about them. Like, they're above the, the Pope. Pope is just- Yeah. yeah the Pope, Pope is just like- Pope's a figurehead. That's just the face. That's the figurehead. Yeah. yeah. No, the ultra bishops, they control everything. Uh, yeah, and, and I think- you know, kind of like Binding of Isaac, which, um, as you, as you well know, that as you, as you go through and you get to one ending, you know, you finish this thing and then you find out a little bit more about the story that this is, this is just the start of it. Like, as you go through. Oh, okay. Like the first time you, you your final, the first time you d- delete the play, it's like, oh, the play is just the beginning. It's like yeah. now and now next time you've actually got a different goal or you have to do both or go further. Yeah. You're always you're always getting getting to the point where okay, I've not killed all these people because I know that they're actually innocent people now, and you know I've I've deleted the play like I like I needed to do mm-hmm. because that opens up the next thing where this character now finds out about well, it's like, you know the ultra pope as we suspected the atheist play was you know a a subtext for the total domination of the heathen. Atheists over religious people, and we're now mm-hmm. we need to we need to inf- like break in and infiltrate their organization and take them out, and like that's the next thing. And yeah, and basically each run you're sort of going, okay, what what random random item do I have in my tool chest this time? Okay, I've got a drill this time. Okay, what can I do with a drill? I can. Yeah, it's like okay, I can bust into safes. I can if, if I you know, if I find the the screwdriver attachment, I can dismantle like. You know, Tech- technology or yeah, 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 yeah. I like having a different, a lot of different ways to. You're basically exploring your environment, going through a house. It's like, okay, based on the tool I've got, I can take apart this toaster and craft something, or I can, you know, uh, drill through the lock of this locked door and get in there, and I might get some information about the atheist cult who is trying to take over the world, or yeah, uh, or I will find, find out find out more oh, about the, ultra- the sacred. The sacred Christ crucible cross, which you know can uh, reveal secrets of people when they're lying, and so I can have a conversation with someone and like know get the truth out of them. Yeah, um, you know, do you do you actually go down the path of looting everyone's house on the way to this place uh, to I mean, try and get those a, extra trinkets out of? Are you trying to do the speed run 
or of it and do it with you know as few items as possible or are you trying to like get all your synergies of as many items as you can before you go to the next stage okay so is there like a melee is it melee based or is it um is it melee and ranged I think it depends on your tools because I'm picturing it as a bit more of a slow paced thing. I'm almost picturing it, like I said, as maybe not a, not an XCOM. I'm thinking maybe like a Commandos or a Desperado style where it's mostly real time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tactical in that way of like, okay, hide here in the bushes, wait till they go around. All right, blast them with my God Ray and they're going to pass out in and start like speaking tongues on the ground, rolling around. But it means I can sneak past them. Uh, or it might be. Stab him in the neck with a knife. Um, <laughs> up close. But, yeah. yeah, it's it's a bit more of a slow pace kind of thing. What are the different characters you can unlock? Because I kind of mm. like the idea that, um, you know, the first the first part of the game is, yeah, you, you, you've unlocked a tech guy and you're doing all tech sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, then later on, you, you unlock, you know, the um, religious cop. And the religious uh-huh. cop, you know, he just goes and- he always you know, starts with like everyone. some body armor and yeah, and a gun. Yeah, and so it makes the no kill the no kill um, run much more challenging. Yes, because he's also got a, a trigger figure. He's also like, got a trigger um, figure, he's, he's, like per, uh, perk or like st- status uh, that if he sees or, a minority, or, you know, um, what was the opposite of a perk? You know, it's it's like flaw, I guess. It's a flaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, he it's it's called trigger happy. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you have to play a mini game anytime you see someone underprivileged to not shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you, you've got you've got like the religious Karens um, that you you know <laughs> that that you can play, and yep. they, they just go in and bitch. Yeah, bitch they have people. to speak to your manager area of effect spell. Yeah, uh, which just um, like repels everyone around them. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they go off about not having masks. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and then you can unlock um, Magda Marilyn. Can, can you unlock like the the priest from from the local church mm. that has you know some? They're the ones that have like minimal god power, and then you've got like a local closet ultra bishop that um, you can unlock the pope like, has- themselves. Yes. And they, they've got a Pope mobile, exactly, so they can't be yes. hit. That was my- yeah. yeah. So, they've got some transport, they've got some protection there. Um, um, but I think the final boss of the game is the Ultra Pope. Oh, yeah. Because I think what you find out is, like, the reason why the Ultra Pope is against the atheist, like, conspiracy mm-hmm. is because he started this whole atheist thing to try and, you know- um, Discredit atheists. <laughs> Oh, well, to try and get more people in into the church, because when they realise how them- stupid the atheist way is, like, obviously, they just go to the most logical thing. But the problem is, the atheists got too good at it. They got- So, they got, so that this play is actually convincing people to stray from the church. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, they do that well enough themselves anyway, but um, I, I do like the, the whole thing that this is, this is a, a massive conspiracy, and it turns out that- you know, the atheists are actually the good guys. The um, the ultra pope is the bad guy. He's behind everything in the world. Yeah, and, and he's actually to, the spawn of Satan. So, do you come around? Are you are you like a deathbed convert to atheism? <laughs> I just think it's it's one of the um, one of the many routes that you can go down as you play the game. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I like that's fun. That's fun. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, uh, for those who maybe don't know us or if this is your first episode, like, that was all very satirical if you couldn't tell from our tone. Uh, fuck all the, like, predatory religions that mess with people's heads. And yeah, uh, we anti-science are. <laughs> bullshit. <clears throat> we are actually both atheists ourselves, so. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, click. Else Troop. Greatest dissertation. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. So, you know how- <laughs> You know how when you say, like, do something or else? Mm-hmm. This is who comes if you choose else. It's the else troop. Ooh. And I th- sort of think that, Ooh. with your words, the framing device for this story is- the platform, as it were. Yeah, is someone writing their dissertation on the history, on the Else Troop through history. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, basically they are this kind of super secret troop. And I'm trying not to veer too closely to our last game. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. not a religious thing. But, you know, they're, they're the ones who go in and punish in some way or, like, you know, they're the or else. Uh, and so I think I don't know. Maybe you like play their great, like play them through history in different ways. Okay. What 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 sort of things did the Else Troop actually do in the world that we would know? Uh, I mean, assassinated JFK. Is <clears throat> this a situation? Maybe. Uh, have you watched The Old Guard on Netflix? No. Really good. It's really good. Um, okay. And it's not giving uh, it away to say that it's basically about a a team of immortals who, ha- who who just help people effectively they they okay. take on tasks through time and 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 help people but they can't be killed oh, maybe cool. this is a situation like that where it's like these are the people who are called upon in times of need to get someone else to to back down or to like sneak in and you know do the dirty tasks that are necessary are they kind of like um time cops as in the they're from a central time in oh, you know, yeah, time and space, and then they they head out. Like people see these futuristic looking guys sort of turn up, defeat this group, and then fuck maybe off. Maybe they're sort of outside of time. In that, uh, I kind of like the idea that anytime anyone says like "do this thing or else," they get like a little thing on their screen, like a fucking pop up, and they're like. Is this worthy of our time if this person doesn't do this? It's like, no, whatever. It's just like some kid on a schoolyard, you know, clothes. But another one comes up. It's like, oh, this is like the king of Zootopia. <laughs> yep. And there's treaty breakdowns going on. And and the other person has said, you know, sign this or else and- for the sake of history, we need this to happen. So they're, they're multi-dimensional time-hopping, yeah, police, yeah, kind of like the A-Team. Um, I like the idea yeah. of of you have, you know, the the different colourful characters, oh, um, yeah, of yeah, all yeah. different eth- eth- ethnicities and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I think we have a wildly diverse team of of troopers. Their leader is this kick-ass woman called Elsa, <laughs> the Elsa Troop. <laughs> no relation. She doesn't have ice powers. Yeah. We can no, use that name yeah. for other things, folks. Yes. Elsa and she she that's not her actual name. That's just No, it's like, like a code name. Her designation. Like that'd be too much Elsa of a coincidence. A, and then, you know, second in command is the Else B. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you got 
Elsie. Um, Elsie. Elsie, 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 Elsie. Well, they they realise that Elsie and Elsie are so close that they they got rid of E altogether. Like Elsif. Yes. Yeah. Elsif. Um, And And unfortunately, Elsig got the worst name. (laughs) Well, Elsif. Any time that something sort of doesn't match a criteria, Elsif, you know, sort of comes in and. And handles all the well, shit that goes well, on there. Only, uh, only on certain, certain yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The programming joke <laughs> for you there. <laughs> no, no. I think, I think, <laughs> I do like the idea of Elsa being a code name. I almost like the idea of it being, of you finding out later that it's an acronym and she's a robot. And it's like her, her model number, like ELSA, as, yep. as a, you know, electronic love saturation animatronic. <laughs> See, I, th- I thought you were going to go um, electronic life saving. Yeah, that's um, better. Algorithm or something like that. What was the last word you did there? <laughs> Algorithm. Yeah, or Android. Android. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Electronic life saving Android. Uh, yeah, and you find out that like this this whole thing was created in the future when AI became uh, so advanced that the singularity happened, and they basically broke out of you know they figured out multi-dimensional time dimensional travel mm-hmm. yeah and create and and pulled the best people from time into this Ooh, what, into what this, i love is they team. they live outside of time yeah yeah they, they do live now. in they they basically they've built this this huge sort of um facility that's outside of all time it's sort of sitting in between mm-hmm. all the time streams and they can jump into any time stream any dimension it's just it's ba- it's effectively everywhere at once. So anytime they want to yeah. like, if they've forgotten to turn the oven off, it's just like the door appears behind them and they check. I I love the rogue like nature of this. That mm. like when they get called into somewhere, it's basically you Ooh, just yeah, yeah you build everything up, and it, it could be medieval, it could be futuristic, it could be like yeah, you pull anywhere in time, space, and like otherworldly. Like um, you you could turn up on an alien planet where you know. They use yeah, their language yeah. to say- Look, it's almost a bit like the Green Lantern Corps or something, right? Where you've got these these protectors. Um, mm. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So, that was a really long-winded way of getting to any sort of gameplay. But uh, I like the idea of being sort of roguelike-ish again. Is this more of like a- squ- Like, I mean, effectively, you've got a squad. So, is this sort of a squad shooter situation? Almost like a- Like, are we going sort of third-person, Gears of War-ish kind of shooter action? Um, I- what I kind of want it to be is a cooperative mm. roguelike mm. hack and slash, effectively. Mm, okay. So, you're sort of going in, you you can sort of choose your different characters, but it's all player versus enemy. Yep. But it's, it's every time that you go into the time stream, it's like you don't know where you're going to end up and you, you get a quick rundown of here's, here's your target, here are all the people that you need to go through, and this is, your, this is your, the world that you're going through right now. Yeah. Like I like, the a, I like earlier the, ones. Uh, I like the idea of there being a procedurally generated like little comic strip or something, um, yeah, which will always give, be nonsense, give you the but quick it always ends in or else. And then it's yeah. like, rant, rant. <laughs> and <laughs> then they go troop. and do the other thing. They shoot the king or something like that, and then bang, yeah. you know. And then it's like mission accomplished. But Elf I think outs. one of the, one of the problems with the Elf Troop is all they can do is they they sort of get the general idea of where where the place is. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You don't teleport directly to the to the boss. No, no, of course. You teleport to the outskirts. Yeah. I think during a tutorial mission you see why you you get um 
why you always get teleported to the outs- outskirts rather than straight into the boss room. Oh, okay. Is there, like, this because a canonical I think the- reason? Yeah, there's a con- canonical reason that when people teleport straight into the into the boss room, it's sort of um, remember that scene in Looper where someone would teleport in and then um, oh yeah, Jordan, uh, like the instant yeah, they get Joseph, there, Joseph Gordon Levitt would just blow them away the second they arrived. <laughs> yeah, that's effectively. Um, what I'm it picturing was. that's that's what happens in this like this comic scene. Right. Okay. You see that at the beginning. Yeah. Nice little comic yep. book thing of the of like the failed missions or something. Yeah. The time they lost. Else, eh. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just else imagining. Else, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining um, that you get into this game and it's sort of like a devil may cry sort of beat 'em up sort of thing oh, with yeah. lots of combos and all thinking, this sort of stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a bayonetta ish, or a- yeah. And basically, you can you can be beating someone up and you can launch them into into one of your other co op, mm. you know, partners, and they can continue the combo and. You know, basically, you're beating up all these peasants and shit. <laughs> like, if you're in medieval times, it's just- Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you get to this other place and there's, like, all these, you know, nasty-looking aliens and you're just beating the shit out of everyone who's coming and attacking you. Is there uh, is there a big bad situation where- and, and this is sort of to cover our ass a bit so we're not just killing innocent people, but, like, who who's the opposite of the else troop? Because, like, there, is there someone sort of through time trying to manipulate things in the other, other direction? <laughs> it's the if troop. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, create these hypothetical situations and you, you're the one who has to resolve them. <laughs> and, 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 like, there's a, there's a secret, like, extra organization called the four troop. <laughs> they're called the- It's just, uh, it's just all, it's just the all programming tr- things. Fran. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Damn. Well, I was I was rhyming for loop with four troops. So. Oh yeah, good, good call, good call. Uh, and then you got the wild wild team and all that sort of stuff. Basically, yeah, but they just sit around doing nothing. It's yeah, like they're, they're wiling away until, time. Well, really, the untils they're like they're waiting until something happens. <laughs> yeah, it's the do troop that really kicks things off. Yeah, uh, loop troop, <laughs> loop troop. <laughs> That's the whole- that's the, the name of the game. Like, it's just Loop Troop. Fuck yeah. And you just happen to be in the else team. I, I, I think we've just found the name of the episode, too. I think too. we loop have troop. Loop Troop. Actually, no. I, be, I better not go Loop Troop. I'll go else Troop. Why? Because you don't want to- You don't want to give her the end. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, all right. Loop Troop. Yeah, three, two, and click. <laughs> oh. Explosive demonstration. Ooh. Prime chemical. Okay, so this is a fireworks display game. Ooh, I like the idea of, like, mixing chemicals to make different types of fireworks. That's cool. And different colours and, like, you know, depending on how you mix it. Effectively, you're trying to design, you know, a a fireworks demonstration. Yeah. Uh, All right. I don't know a lot about how fireworks are are obviously built, but I'm I'm picturing a situation where you can kind of, you know, you've you've got your different resources and some of them are going to just explode immediately. Some of them, like, explode over time to, like, leave a trail. Obviously, then you're mixing in different colours. Maybe you've got, like, multi-phase fireworks in a sense where it's like, okay, this is going to go off and then if we put in- you know, a stick of or whatever, a section of this, it's going to delay by three seconds before the next one explodes or whatever, right? Or maybe or maybe that comes from, like, the order you fire them in or something uh, and the mm-hmm. delay between them. Cool. Is there is there an overall goal or is this just, like, a sandbox kind of um, make fun I of think it? this is this is sort of like a sandbox slash 
you know, killing time sort of game. Yeah. It's definitely a mobile game sort of sort of idea. Maybe. Or I was thinking a bit like, have you seen that game that's going around called Townscaper? Yes. Yes. Where it's kind of just this that little cool. toy that uses like really cool sort of procedural model- Particle effects. Yeah. Like particles <laughs> and model generation and stuff to effectively just add and remove stuff to make a cool little town and- and and, and effectively based on, you know, the neighboring cells and whatever, it will it'll structure it in a particular way. I'm sort of picturing it almost a bit like that, where it's just a little toy, but you can just make some really cool shit with it. It's got enough combinations of colors and effects and sort of, I don't know, modules or whatever, that you, the different chemicals that you can add into your fireworks that will do different things and maybe even interact in some way. Like, that'd be cool. And maybe we're getting out of the realm of realism, but I like the idea that if you fire these two types of fireworks up at the same time and then wherever they touch, like, this other effect will happen. Yeah. And I I do like the idea that maybe you have to go, okay, I want to set all these fireworks off over here for the finale. Yeah, well, that's it. If if you're not doing it in in the right timing to the music that you've got going Mm. as well, um, then effectively- you know, you're actually causing some some issues and, and the crowd aren't going to love it as much. Well, and I think because a big part of a fireworks display is the timing, right? And I think that- I think generally fireworks displays are, like, pre-timed or whatever, and they're all set up beforehand. Yeah, but fuck that. I, I want a VR guy going, flick, 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 Well, flick, what flick, I was going to say flick. is I think, flick, flick, I think there's, flick, a, there's fun flick, in, flick, in both <laughs> where you can do it. Okay, I'm going to just set up this awesome- completely timed out fireworks show set to the music and then you hit a button and it like shares it on Facebook and they can click a link and see it, you know, on a page or something. Um, or you can just be like, fuck this. I'm just, I'm like, you, you, you maybe still have to set up your different types of fireworks before time and, and where they're going to be, but it's just like, I'm just going to wing it. Yeah. And you're like hitting buttons and firing them off at different times and you can do it to the music and yeah, yeah. that's cool. Okay. Uh, three to one click, yeah. and then I'm going to bring forward a new idea. Ooh. Provoking duplicate. So, mine is baby want, but it's not W-A-N-T, it's W-O-N-T, which is like, and I did know this word, but I didn't, in this context, it kind of didn't uh, click, but like, you will want to do something as in like your customary behavior is, is what the, the, um, Dictionary says. Okay. So, as a twin, uh-huh. your whole thing, you, you know, your your life's purpose is to provoke your duplicate. Provoke your twin. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so, is this about- All right. So, are we taking baby as just then- Are you children? Is this- You play children just trying to, like, piss off your twin? Um. Yeah. I. Th- I think this is one of those things where your parents have basically said- we need to work out which one of you is evil. Mm-hmm. There's always one. Um, there's always one. I know there's who always mine is. One I'm not going to say it on air, but I know who mine is. <laughs> I have twin daughters. So I know one of them's evil. <laughs> <laughs> and and so basically, um, it's these twins trying to provoke each other into doing evil deeds. Uh, yeah. Okay. How? How? Mm-hmm. Um. Through doing evil deeds themselves, because it turns out that both of them are evil. Yeah, that that was actually my hidden secret when I said that I knew which one was evil. It is both of them. They're always- yeah. Twins are always <coughs> both evil. Uh, it's just one sometimes manages to convince everyone that they're not. 
Yeah. Hence the stereotype yeah, I- of the one evil twin. Okay. <sighs> What's the game like? In, in Is fact, this like a weird re- like really, really? It's, it's one one twin was worse at at explaining their their bad behavior away. Like it's it's just the other one got away with it because it's like oh that one must be the evil one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I kind of <laughs> I kind of like the idea of okay. I'm, I'm it's 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 sort of percolating. I'm I'm picturing a kind of gang beast style like that that like physical manipulation style game mm-hmm. of just like smashing shit up in a house or like drawing on walls or so getting into is the it fridge. A, is it a couch co op sort of game yeah, where I think so where you're playing the kids and you know you got to be when there's a parent in the room you got to be acting all all good or trying to get your your other twin yeah, in like, trouble. Yeah, so you can maybe like shove them into the bag of flour that's on the table and like it goes everywhere and they lose points or or whatever. Yeah. Or what I was also thinking is there's a phase after the end where you have to somehow explain away or convince the parents in some way like it's almost a separate mini game yep. where you're battling against each other to see who Convin- who's more convincing to the parents than the other one? The did. cool thing about a, about like a game like this is that you can easily add triplets <laughs> or quadruplets. Yeah, yeah like- it's up to octop- there's octuplet players supported. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, I kind of the, the the gameplay itself hasn't quite locked down in my head for me, but I wonder if it's if it's about yeah, like. If you, uh, if your character is seen in the vicinity of mess or writing on the wall or whatever, I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of like an overcooked slash spy versus spy sort of thing that you, that you're trying to find something to set up a trap. Yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of like the idea that it's after like, you okay, set up I'm the trap, you can push someone into it, and then <laughs> I'm going to, you know, make sure that. This door is locked, like something's blocked behind the door, so that when the parent comes through, the opponent, my twin, is going to be in there with this drawing on the wall. Yeah, and I'm, I'm picturing that you can even choose who to sign the name as, um, and each <laughs> each yeah, like each sibling is is assigned a name, and you can sort of go. Um, it's obviously a secret selection of what what name you're going to sign, depending on you know what. Um, what button you press. Right. And, and that's who will get in trouble if they're seen near it. Yeah. That's amusing considering my twins literally did that. Where, <laughs> like one of them wrote the other's name on a bed sheet in pen. <laughs> the only reason we knew is because one of them writes the, the G in their name backwards. And this was not written backwards. <laughs> Given I know your daughter's names, <laughs> then I know who did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I think that's cool. I think that could be. There's some cool stuff there for a, a fun catch, catch competitive sort of situation. All right, I'm 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 on the edge of my seat here, Trevor. What's your new idea? Okay, so I follow a guy on YouTube by the name of Sebastian Leg, and he came up with this this awesome game generator. Thing uh-huh. that I've shown you before. Uh-huh. Um, I've clicked it a few times. I've, I've found this idea. I'm not going to give you the entire entire rundown. I'm just going to read off the bits that I think are good enough for our gameplay. Oh, I thought you were going to say you give me a little bit and then you give me a bit more halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. No. So, this is a game that takes place on the back of an elderly giant. Okay. Yep, that's cool. Where you play as a shy monster. Mm-hmm. Who wants to defeat a gang, but 
he's got a debilitating fear of heights. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So, I'm picturing it like- when we say giant, I'm not thinking, you know, oh, the typical Pathfinder or, or D&D, you know, 12-foot no, high giant. This, is, like a this is a full-on fucking titan. Yeah. Um, to the point that, you you know, these mountains and shit that you see are actually, like, the shoulder blades of this of this giant's yeah, sort of Yeah, I feel like this is more of a, you know, it's almost a mythological thing where this this giant- has is taking millennia to travel across this space that you have no concept of because you live on this vast this vast this vast landscape of their back. Yeah, I mean literally the trees that you see coming out, it's the it's the giant's hair. Like yeah. he's got a very hairy back. <laughs> um Yeah. Like pools of sweat, because uh, I'm I'm imagining that this giant has been lying down for a very long time. Like it's kind of mossy and stuff like that, but it's like the, oh, the well, secret this behind I mean. this like, thing. I, I like the idea of that you said like the shoulder blades are mountains, but I'm picturing like they don't move in one person's lifetime. Like this person is this this titan is moving so slowly that literally yep. they're body in that one pose has become the landscape. Yep. So, you're not actually going to see them move. Like, they're on a time scale so much longer than you, and you're effectively, like, fucking bacteria living on their back. Yeah. That's how aware you're, they are. You're an atom. You're like- To them, you're an atom. You, you don't- You don't yeah. matter. But- <laughs> Matter. That's good. Uh, but- <laughs> You don't any matter either. But um, <laughs> I do like the idea then that as this shy monster, you like find a way off the edge, sort of, and it's like you're the first person to see the face of this being, and you can't yeah. communicate with it. Like again, the time scale of is course so not. Like it's vast, but just you seeing it has brought your your attention to this gang. Okay. Um. And and their whole thing is they they've always known this gang of assassins have always known that you um uh, have always known that they're on the back of a titan and their thing is to keep the secret. Well, or is this a situation where you're the first person in however long maybe it's happened before to find their way off the back of this titan and these are, these are the people who live below the titan in the shade of the titan, Ooh. like the endless night effectively, of the Titan, um, of the Titan's shadow. And so, their day-night cycle is, yeah, like, when the sh- when the, the, the sun is at the right position, that this sh- the shadow of this Titan doesn't block the sun. Uh, and, and so, different sort of different areas will have more or less of a nighttime because of just the general shape of this Titan and how much it covers it, you know? Like, so, there's, you know, there's a section of it where just the fucking- I don't know, tail, because it's got a tail for some reason. Um, oh, yeah. It's got a tail. Yeah. Uh, you know, the shadow of the tail passes over and they have like a two hour night. <laughs> but there are some other areas that are like closer to the base of the Titan or where like the bulk of the Titan's shadow comes over, where it's like they have a two hour day. Like that's they, they barely get yep. any any sunshine. And so- Yeah. And, and it's, that, it's that space in between the balls that like- <laughs> The sun, the sunlight just streams right through. Yeah, well, that's it. Those people actually like they get about a four-hour day, a four-hour night, a two hours more of day, four hours of night for the for the other Titan testicle, and then uh, more day. 
<laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, given that that you know, I think this gang is from one of the deeper, darker areas of the of of you know Shadow Titan, which is the name of the or well, no so, Shadow so Moss. Ha- Shadow Moss. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I'm gathering that this this quirky gang have come up from from the depths to to like to like the back of the back of the Titan. Well, no, I think you find your way off it, and that's where you meet the gang. But I think it's okay. like maybe they. Because it does say the game takes place on the back of the elderly oh, giant. Come on. We don't need to, like, go that deep into, you know, be that strict. We've got a cool fucking world going on here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I love this, this idea of, of, of just, you know, all this shy monster wants to do is climb back up, but he's- Extremely afraid of of climbing back up because well okay hates listen maybe maybe then it is that he's fallen down into the butt crack <laughs> yes <laughs> he slid down the butt crack and he's like <laughs> hanging on because we said that this time has a tail so he's on like the the place where the tailbone like the tail comes out of the tailbone um sort of like in that butt crack section I guess yeah near the volcano yep <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Sorry, it's just you've got me picturing that if this Titan is on such a long time frame that it's not gonna be a volcano. It's gonna be a fucking monolith coming out slowly <laughs> over centuries <laughs> as this titan drops a deuce <laughs> it's gonna be like every 500 years the, the monolith you know finally detaches and falls to the ground <laughs> great yeah but ceremony. you didn't you didn't factor in the explosive diarrhea i mean come on <laughs> And that's the end of our episode for this week. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're going to end it on that. (laughs) Thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you want to find us online, I'm not sure why you would after all that, but if you want to go back and listen to our other 190 episodes, then go to podchaser.com slash BitStorm. Check them all out. All of them. It's up. You have to, like, there's a through line. You have to start from the beginning. There's a whole narrative through every episode. You really have to start one, go all the way to 190. No, I'm just kidding. Check out any. It's just game designs. Uh, jump in wherever you like. Leave us some reviews. Leave us some comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, check out our Twitter and our Facebook and stuff. Uh, we don't know yet what we're going to do for episode 200. Yeah, it's coming up real quick. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll pull the macaroids and just skip episode 200 until we come up with an idea. Sounds good. We're also part of the 8-Bit Collective, and this is a group of podcasters around pop culture and video games and, and other cool stuff who uh, sort of just band together into a little, you know, network. So, go to 8bit.net, check out some of those other awesome shows. We'd like it if you could also check out the Australasian Game Podcast Network. Just check out the Australasian Game Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. And finally, we'd like to thank us from Curadust for the use of the song. Mount Defiance off the album Containment Failure. That's right.
So thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And- (laughs) (laughs) I keep on forgetting to put the T at the end. (laughs) I'm Trevor Scott. I'm Trevor Scott. (laughs) And I'm hunting thylacines with a map from the thigh of a thylacine. Going hunting with the map from the thigh of a thylacine. What have I seen in the scene of a thine? Oh, fine. All right, there's something in there.